Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Fedor Ikelar. Is that how you say that's, it? That's good enough. Oh, come on. <laughs> Give it to me straight. How should it be? Uh, Fedor Ikelar. Ikelar. Yeah. Ikelar. Considering every now and then to just drop the last name because it's... It's not like there are other Fedor comedians, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's unique enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have to, like, double-check your, your website, like, three times as I was uh, transferring your bio onto different other <laughs> sites. And it was like, is it an L? Is it a D? Is it a... Which consonant is there? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's always just confusing. But then I, I feel like if I do just one name, it, it feels pretentious. <sighs> it's, a tough, it's a tough one, but it's also efficient. Yeah, maybe I should do it. Maybe. I've been having the same conversation in my head for two years now. Two so years. It's going to be too late at some point. Um, nah, never. But like, <laughs> if you feel it, if it's getting annoying, do it. Like your your email, uh, your email, your your website is your full name, uh, Fedor Ikelar dot. No, I think com? it's Fedor Comedy. Fedor Comedy. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. I could okay. actually. You could do that. You could make everything just Fedor Comedy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I I was thinking about. Um, I've just re- recently realized um, in the in the difference, like actualized uh, something that I've been working on for two years, which is a character. That, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, actually doing something that you've been thinking about for two years is very satisfying. I highly recommend it. So maybe it's well. That's what we've been doing lately. Like at least for the last right. year and a half, I've been thinking about going outside. And right. Recently, I've finally been outside. Oh man, I feel like we're all having such extreme. Well, I, I can only speak for myself but yeah ex- an extreme reaction to having had things withheld from us it's yeah just... it's it's in a way good i appreciate everything way more now right it's, right it's, it's like even uh, being back in berlin for the first time in two years is amazing and mm-hmm. even like the, the shitty things like tripping over those electrical scooter things it's like oh, i'm so happy to trip over annoying electrical <laughs> scooter things uh i don't know those things i'm not great. like i i can't be very appreciative <laughs> those, those things drive me mental uh i was just wondering as i was writing here i'm like are we just you know how there's the whole um chart of people who are early adopters like people on the on the you know people who are progressive or people who can make money it's like there's the people that adopt things really early and then there's the people that are a bit slower and then there's the people that resist it's like are we like is there is the future going to be everyone writing those things and we're just the people that were like like we're going like, to end up half like needing to yeah, yeah like those people that weren't going into mobile phones for a long time and yeah. you know they're just being stubborn and now also have a smartphone yeah it's i hope not actually I hope not. it's it's it feels like also seeing the, the people on them they don't look happy no and also they discard them at the end as if they just went to mcdonald's and feel dirty about themselves like you know right. ah damn it i did it again <laughs> and they just toss them toss them on the floor somewhere like like a dirty whore <laughs> yeah, and then walk away in shame as they should because they've used them <laughs> right but it's like i was thinking i was trying to figure out the like yeah like it's not environmentally friendly you know you're creating more like you know metal and like these structures for one person or two 16 year old males uh to ride this thing and then be like it just seems it doesn't seem sustainable it doesn't seem sustainable people argue that it is i think but i don't think i don't think especially since they're mainly used for distance you can do on a bicycle 
right. which has no battery that needs to be made or walk or walk right <laughs> Or, yeah, it's just, it, it's the speed of the things. I actually uh, hit one with my bicycle recently, like a moving one. There were two kids on it and they just went completely across the road. And I was just I, like, I stopped right in time and they hit my front wheel and um, they had no intention of braking. And they were too young. They sh- they're like 12 or 13 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I've seen, I've also actually today almost been hit by, I think it must have been a 12 year old who was in the meantime, I think catching Pokemons or whatever on his phone. Oh my God. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, those things are, uh, but you see them all across Europe, but Netherlands is one of the few places we don't have in them. Really? It's, yeah. They really don't have them there? Yeah, yeah, no, they're not not allowed. They're not uh, allowed? They made yeah. a law? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that yeah. is so cool. It's, uh, uh, technically, I had a super small part in it because I used to oh. be for a small while a researcher in traffic safety. Uh-huh. And we just all, you know, proven with statistics, like, yeah, it's a bad idea. With statistics, like there yeah. were statistics to, to prove. I did lose the job because of makeup statistics, but you know, it's whatever. <laughs> but at least the scooters are out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won. Fuck them. <laughs> oh, that's so. That's I wanna I wanna read that data. I, I wanna and then like push it somewhere. I, I they just the the insanely dangerous. Um, ah, adults only. Yeah, we're 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 boomers. We're like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a boomer. Mic. <laughs> oh yeah, these young kids on their their scooters. Oh, Oh, they're rascals. <laughs> rascals. Scallywags. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them at home. Like put them back in the schools, you know? Oh uh, yeah. I was um I uh I spent some time with a younger man recently and um number of times he reminded me like that I I don't know, I'm technically a millennial. Technically, but I, uh, my brother is Gen Y and everyone that I hung out with until I moved to Berlin was pretty much Gen Y. Like, um, do you feel like, do you feel like, old, old, like what, I, where? I feel old, but I think like the, the, the definition of millennial is quite mm-hmm. like, it's really big, right? I think technically I'm like with by a few months, I'm still a millennial, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though I, like look like a boomer and act like a boomer. <laughs> I wasn't saying you look like one. No, I know what you were saying. <laughs> but I sound like one. Like I sound like a boomer often. I think like uh, this 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 very beautiful young man, 20, 20, 26, Um, he said to me. Uh, well, he like he talks in memes. You know, he's like mm-hmm. for him to sort of talk about his feel. Like they're actually very the the the, the um, what are they called? The zoomers. The zoomers. They're very good at. Um, but he's not a zoomer. I think he's still anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, he talks in memes. It's like to communicate something that was great, you know, like, like you've got to see this meme, you know, you've got to see this. And then uh, I, there was a song that we were listening to, um, you know, uh, I didn't realize it was originally from the 60s or 70s. Uh, 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 dancing in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. That came out in like the 90s, as, uh, late 90s or early 2000s as a song. And I was listening to this um, original version. I had no idea it was an original. And I said this comment. I said, of course, that was written in like the 60s or 70s because that composition, like it's just so good. It mm. couldn't have been made. By these kids. In the 90s or thousands. Like I think there's a certain song like, composition structure that was really nailed and like the the purity that came out of purity i hate that word but you know the 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 mastery that came out of like the 60s and 70s with music mm, things changed and like we we started writing songs differently i think but like there's a 
a golden age. Yeah, 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 I agree. Because I'm old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's a golden age of a specific type of, of, of like songwriting, I think. It's not, you know, you, you can't get like Marvin Gaye songs. Like people aren't writing like Marvin Gaye songs these days or, you know. Yeah, no, it's... it's If, if you look at my playlist on Spotify, I definitely look like a boomer because there's so much like 60s, 70s soul and whatever yeah. on there. It's, it's, it's that old rock. It's, uh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I wanted to quickly check, though, uh, with the, uh, coming out from the lockdowns and everything. Are you um, overindulging in anything in particular? Um, not really. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm also like with some things like going out, I, I'm not used to crowds anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get nervous or whatever. But uh, yesterday after the the last show, we were looking for a bar and ended up more kind of in a club. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, did vaccine checks, whatever. And everybody was dancing so close. And I was like, this is I'm not used to this anymore. I'm not like, yeah, I need to <laughs> need to face into this. It yeah, was, it was a little bit of a too big of a step. So I'm not really... Well, I am actually indulging one thing, and that's traveling again. Yeah. Uh, that's like, uh, I mean, August, uh, I did seven country shows in seven countries. This weekend, Berlin was a last minute decision because I didn't have anything in the weekend. I'm like, oh, do something, need to get out. Uh, next, wow. next week, Barcelona, after that, Bulgaria, uh, the UK and Prague in November, Krakow in December. So I like every opportunity I get to to perform abroad i take that's what i missed most yeah i yeah i'm ah I'm, that, i'm wanting to plan some stuff really soon but i've just been so focused on 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 berlin venues and trying to get stuff happening here again and just getting it rolling yeah yeah it's it's i also started to because i wasn't really based in the netherlands before i got no, based were, there again because of pandemic okay so you were in nepal Until the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was because of the pandemic that you left Nepal and yeah, moved back which to... was hard because actually the the, the 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 airport closed down and they locked the airspace. Jesus. Uh, so I got eventually got repatriated by Germany actually, huh. by pretending to have a house in Germany. Wow. <laughs> Just and my girlfriend, uh, uh, oh, well, actually uh, then already kind of wife. Well, it's complicated, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you got married. Well, the thing is, we were gonna get uh, married in Nepal for Nepalese friends mm -hmm. and married officially in Europe. Okay. Uh, the second one didn't happen because of the pandemic. Uh -huh. So we're now only married in the eyes of Lord Shiva. <laughs> I think he has more than you eyes than usual, so it's quite, you know, it counts. But it's... Those are the eyes you want on your marriage. But, uh, but she doesn't speak German, so she just was like standing behind me there, like, keep your mask on and look. She's tall and blonde, so she looks very German. Perfect. So Do I, you just like telling your wife, stand there and don't talk? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How we've developed. <laughs> the one time I got away with it. <laughs> and I just pretended to, you know, with my very shitty German. So, hello, how my house in uh, Niedersachse? And, wow. and they, they let me on the repatriation flight. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yes. That's so, like it was that, uh, like that was your only, op like it was just, yeah, I don't understand. And so at the airport, they were like, you can only get on the plane if you're repatriating to a country. Uh, well, there was like, the Nepal Nation did a harsh lockdown. As mm -hmm. in, if you were on the streets, the police would hit you with sticks. Lockdown. Oh my God. Uh, and all flights were canceled. Uh, we had a flight booked. That was originally still going to happen. That got canceled because it was flying to a country that didn't. Uh, that locked down their airports. Uh -huh. So rebooked another flight. 
that got cancelled for other reasons because there was oh yeah there was flying to the UK and the UK didn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, in total, we had like uh, three flights cancelled on us last moment. Uh, was a few thousand euros. And they don't did they give you the money back? I've gotten some back, oh, uh, not everything, but uh, shit that would happens. start making you feel a bit panicky. Like how do I? We, we were uh, yeah. because the, we were also the last flight that was cancelled was gonna be a quarter to midnight, and at midnight the Nepalese airspace was also officially gonna close down. So Jeez. that was the last flight. Uh, so we being at the uh, at the airport, we were at the airport when it got like cancelled. That's when we we uh-huh. broke a bit. Yeah, and then and then with this um, expatriation, like um, repatriation to Germany, uh, we we signed up for Dutch repatriation, but they were very slow, mm-hmm. uh, very slow. And we, apparently, my uh, missus also signed up for the uh, for the German repatriation randomly. <laughs> That's so lucky. Uh, and then they they send us an email. Uh, yeah, the repatriation flight is tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you can come. What? <laughs> so it was uh, was uh, was weird. Like we weren't like until the flight took off. We were like, I'm not sure this is gonna happen. They're gonna realize we're yeah. <laughs> we don't belong here. Oh my god, that's so stressful. Like the whole yeah, it was a was Whoa. a was a crazy uh, crazy start of the whole uh, whole thing. Yeah, and that was when that was how deep into the pandemic. Was uh, two weeks. Well, I, like I think we had, it, it started like about 15th of March, 14th March, that everything mm-hmm. started to lock down. Yep. And I think we flew on the last day of March, so two weeks later. Okay. So okay. in the meantime, we had all the fl- cancels, yeah. flights canceled. and. Uh, oh, geez. That was at the very start. Yeah, we, we only went into lockdown. Uh, it was like the 9th of... It was the 9th of March. It was the day after International Women's Day. <laughs> I remember doing two shows that night, and then it was like... No, it wasn't... Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. But March was when we went into lockdown, yeah. and um, everything changed. So that's cool. Okay, so you got back into... Germany or like non, I don't know, non-stick beating uh, lockdown yeah, 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 environments. Yeah. And then with some trains managed to get back to the Netherlands. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I I just had a such a different experience. Like we, we all have and like I yeah. think we're all so traumatized from it. And there's weird, these weird ways that we can't really articulate because nothing really bad happened. We just... Uh, had a lot of inconveniences and, and removed freedoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most, it's uh, that for me, there wasn't like until the second lockdown because the first mm-hmm. lockdown, well, first that happened, yeah. but then I was back in the Netherlands without a place to live, Ugh. couldn't stay with my mom because she actually has a lung disease. Uh, oh, shit. So I was be... gonna ask, how is your mom? Uh, g- g- good now, good now, okay. yeah. She also had a bit of cancer during the pandemic, uh, so it was a uh, I was actually also in that sense happy to be in the Netherlands and a bit closer because yeah. uh, health-wise it wasn't. Uh, she's been on a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, but now she's doing pretty well. Just for listeners, uh, I actually know uh, Fedor's mother better than I know Fedor. I <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, like we only met once once at Cosmic. I think it was just once in like yeah. 2018, I think, and. Yeah, um, and then I had the opportunity to do some shows in Amsterdam and I, yeah, I, I reached out to you and you're like, you can stay with my mom. <laughs> she was the best. She was so chill and so, um, yeah, so hospitable, like so generous. So, you know, her getting a bike out from the cellar for me and like, which bike do you want? And, um, oh yeah, she was just so great. I, 
yeah, food and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, 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 I didn't know. Clearly, didn't know. But yeah, we. I had only seen you once, so I also did. I've forgotten your your lengths. Yeah. So I said to mom, "Yeah, just give her my bike." And my mom just replied, "Yeah, she, that's uh, way too big of a bicycle." Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> yes. But the other one was super cool. Oh my god! And I had so much fun riding around and then coming back to your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, really lovely. So thank you again for that. that yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, my mom's super chill. She did recently, uh, well, also because of the lung stuff, uh, finally stopped smoking weed. She uh, did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was always a bit weird. I was such a, like, all my friends smoked weed growing up. Yeah. Except me, because as a, in puberty, you rebel against your parents. Of course. And my parents both smoked weed, so I had to be sober to rebel. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, that's, very effective dude i i think more parents should have done that you know like i wish <laughs> i wish well no but that said like my dad definitely uh had, like al- well was an alcoholic um and that just makes you an alcoholic like alcoholics yeah. pass it down whereas weed smokers <laughs> yes. i think weed doesn't necessarily work like that yeah at least you start later i think because of the whole puberty rebelling thing and mm. i think that's yeah it's true good i mean i'm all for using drugs but you know yeah. you should probably be more careful when you're 13 and you know brain is barely developed totally totally i'm really glad that i didn't like it was only alcohol that i was um experiencing when i was 13 but yeah and i took ages before i started smoking weed like people were like oh anna you're like you're a stoner right and it wasn't and that was when i was 21 it wasn't until 25 that i would occasionally like with with a boyfriend that i had and then by the time i was uh 29 it was every day and then i i finally stopped um because of wasn't because of the locked it wasn't because of the pandemic it was because of 2020 the the year and i was mm-hmm. like this is the year i get clarity like <laughs> clarity 2020 yeah and um and yeah like i'll never go back to smoking weed again so but when i was with your mom <laughs> every time it's good um yeah i was smoking like i was smoking out on the near the canal near your mom's apartment yeah it's uh yeah i I, uh, like i didn't say goodbye to weed forever but Mm -hmm. uh i I did quit like two three years ago Mm -hmm. but i did make a very conscious decision not to start again during the pandemic because then it would have been just non-stop right uh being stoned and that's uh that would not have been very efficient (laughs) yeah right like i i understand a lot of people did turn to um yeah, those distractions that you can consume at home. But I'm, yeah, I had a full year of sobriety. Like I stopped drinking and I stopped all drugs. And um, yeah, like I still think that I might do that every second year. Like do a, like do on and off because I don't know, I can't do anything forever. Like forever is too crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Don't get carried away with whole sobriety, you know, you need to. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise it's, it's, I don't know. I also noticed that there are, there are things that I, um, I'm much better at when I have a couple of drinks, like I'm better at not judging everything that someone says. And maybe I'm better at giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And I'm better at just like relaxing and not thinking about productivity. It's like three beers in and you're like, ah, these half day people are fine. (laughs) (laughs) They don't mean it that bad. Oh yeah, let's go into the spa. KKK. It's fine. They look nice. (laughs) 
Yeah, a little bit, but like, like I'm trusting myself more with, um, with I don't know. I've had enough uh, shitty relationships with men, um, and like little little affairs that I'm like, okay, I'm really clear on what I what I won't accept anymore. Uh, and just if, like if I have a few drinks, doesn't mean I don't have um, discernment anymore. Like I do, I'm able to discern when it's like terrible idea mm-hmm. and uh and take action on that whereas but but you know i can be a little bit too i think i can be uh, i i just cut things off and i'm i'm too in like production mode if i'm fully sober mm. yeah i'm trying to think i don't think i'm better at anything when i'm at a drink to be honest <laughs> definitely no. not the comedy i know that oh yeah, yeah. No, no. like the stage no it's like oh the early, early days i would drink a bit more and then you you think that went well and then you look at the recording and you're like oh for fuck's sake what was i doing on that stage yeah yeah i think like one drink for example oh yeah, yeah. is okay uh i try not to do it like um but i still i i, I try not to do it also just because i'm like did that have an effect like it's just the doubt that you might have in your mind but um but yeah i i can't i can't I remember performing stoned. I remember performing uh, drunk, and it's like they're, they're never, they're never good. They're yeah, never, oh, especially stoned. It can like for me, that's like I don't want to. Like the last thing I want is to talk to people when I'm very stoned. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let and alone like, be on a stage in a spotlight. Oh, exactly, man. and like have this thing of like needing to, oh, needing to. It's like it's you need to react. Like that's uh, comedy is very much a reactionary yeah. thing. And if you're stoned, like. Come on, <laughs> your reaction times off like, completely. Yes, but there are some comedians that have like a stoner personality, and somehow they do the stone thing, and it works. Yeah, yeah for some it works. It always fascinates me how many when a comedy cafe, how many I see smoking weed outside. I'm like, how? Like, yeah, right. Why would you even want to still get on stage after that? Right, right. And I think part of part of it is that they, um, if they didn't, then they would be resenting the comedy. Because that would be what's stopping them from getting stoned. So it's like, I'll get stoned. This is, this is how I used to, my brain used to <laughs> yes. work. It's like, I don't want to resent the comedy because comedy is what I want to do. But I really want to smoke weed. So I'm not going to make, I'm not going to let comedy stop me from doing what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good logic. That will get you close. So glad I stopped smoking weed. Oh my God. Oh my God. So we talked a little bit before, uh, did we talk about b- before we started recording um, about babies? I thought that was really interesting. About, cause about, about not having them. About not having <laughs> yeah, yeah, them, exactly. Great of an idea that is. Yeah, because you, cause you guys got married and so, um, yeah, you mentioned something. Uh, yeah, I was just like, well, oh, you so did, kids. You did the classic one. You what? said, yeah, well, like, you're married, so when are you having <laughs> kids? Like, you're, you're being like my mother-in-law. Like, like, oh, so when are they coming? It's a bit late now. Go on. <laughs> Clock is ticking. I can hear those ovaries. <laughs> I'm always like, but you guys, for example, I understand that people do marry for love, but usually, like, marriage, uh, marriage is like... There's the visa marriage, then there's the love marriage, and usually, usually a love marriage. Not usually, but like I feel like people get married when they also want to have kids. It's yeah, I know that I, I get the logic in that, nah. but for us it was more. Well, kind of, I never actually I never thought I was going to get married because it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, at least I thought, but now I thought like we, we've done so much stuff together it would be a nice symbolic gesture to on top of that to as uh, a little crown on top, mm-hmm. cherry yeah. on top, do do a get married and there is is also a practical reason because we 
travel a lot also to weird places. Oh, yeah. Uh, like next year, we're going to do a road trip to Mongolia. Um, and the thing is, if you're not married and something happens to the other person, mm-hmm. you have nothing to say. Uh, it's if true. it's a critical condition or worse, even death. Mm. Um, so yeah. then it's also a practical reason to, to get married. <laughs> Just like a light, you know, just some light reasons. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah, in case you die or something. <laughs> in case you, yeah, in case you become a vegetable, like, so yeah. like, and at least, you know, you're not going to be alone. I need to call somebody to tell them to pull the plug. Now I can just go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> not worth it <laughs> oh. uh, so that that is also a practical reason that's that's very that's i think that's a really that's a really good argument for marriage yeah and that's also why we're actually going for that like actually getting married and not like a registered partnership or whatever yeah. which would with our you know uh, mindset actually fit better mm. but a lot of other countries don't recognize that yes uh, so then you don't have that benefit yes so it needs to yeah there's there's um register yeah because i got married and i had to look into all the things yeah so there's like registering a um like a de facto relationship is that what you mean yeah or or getting married like yeah, yeah 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 like a relationship registration versus a marriage yeah yeah, yeah and, marriage. and the, the registration in the netherlands is, is quite relatively popular yeah uh but uh, yeah, so we're going old-fashioned. Old-fashioned, <laughs> yeah. Also, I think there's something very powerful in the words husband and wife. Yeah, even though I still... I, because it's because I'm in a weird situation that we're kind of half married. Yeah. I, I literally, half the time I say girlfriend. Sometimes yeah. I say fiance, sometimes I say wife. <laughs> which also gets people angry, like uh, people that know that we got married and I talk about a girlfriend. Like, what, you have a girlfriend on the side? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, no, I mean the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a fiance. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing also. Yeah, like switching the words anyway. Like, yeah. like once you are fully married, it's still a bit of a... Like you play around with the word partner as well, but like w- wife and husband have such like weight. Yeah, 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 it has a lot of weight to it. Uh, and the weird thing is, I in, in some other languages, I would always before we got married already call her my wife, but that's just mm-hmm. because you get questions. Uh-huh, uh, you know. Uh-huh. In, uh, oh yeah, like in German, for example, the like my fr- my friend. <laughs> like my friend yeah 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> oh friends okay yeah could you be less committed like come on like yeah like let's... create another word that's like good like i understand like in english okay girlfriend and boyfriend aren't but you don't usually refer to your gen- like normal friends as a girlfriend or a boyfriend like it's a, it's uh but uh uh yeah but in dutch it's the same as in german yeah like uh yeah, friend for the friend. So yeah, which is the same as for friend, regular yeah. friend. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, it's interesting. And then so yeah, and then like my woman is that the same thing? Like my woman is the. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So yeah, Dutch and German is super similar. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, I, I never really learned German, but when I'm drunk, I just do Dutch with a German accent. And <laughs> works out fine. <laughs> it's, I love doing that with, yeah, I did, I did speak a lot of Italian in Portugal. I was just like, they can understand. It's <laughs> yeah, it's something Latinish. It's <laughs> getting it. <laughs> Especially if you add the Italian hand gestures, which are basically like, make it a bit more clear. <laughs> right. <laughs>
Uh, it's just all about enthusiasm, really. Like, you know, <laughs> stressing those second to last syllables. and uh, But you mentioned a couple of uh, adults-only topics before we started recording <laughs> that I thought were quite funny. You said... Well, the, the true adults-only to- uh, topics are like back pain, mm-hmm. hemorrhoids, erectile dysfunction. You know, the real topic. That is sex the kids do. That's for kids. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's sex and drugs. That's the 15-year-olds. Yeah, up. grow up. 16, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we're talking about marriage and having kids and stuff. That's yeah. also like adults-only. Adults-only. Yeah. yeah. Boring shit. Boring shit. So boring. But hemorrhoids. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have hemorrhoids. I know a lot of people. Like I feel like, I feel like so many people have hemorrhoids. It's fine. But it's it's actually the last week. I've, a couple of times. That's also probably why they popped to mind in a bit that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Brought up hemorrhoids on stage. Mm-hmm. Some audience get along with yeah. it, uh, but when it's a bit of a cold audience, they just go into ah oh, fuck. I don't want to think about hemorrhoids zone, and it's not a. <laughs> It's not an on-stage topic, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. People do withdraw a bit. It's the same. It shouldn't be the same because they're very different things. But um, like menstru- menstrual things, you know. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. People yeah, can that's... just whoa, They just they just all their body removes to the like back of the room, and the, the coldness comes in, and it's like, guys, this is. This is like breathing, you know, that's like, it's, it's like, it's, you know, men talking on behalf of the men. We still think it's a blue liquid that comes out just <laughs> as in all the commercials. It's, it's a nice blue liquid, which looks like it might be lemonade. Might be lemonade. <laughs> like I try it, you know, I try yeah, it if it's, it's blue. It's, you know, it's, give it a, give it a, give taste. it a go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I see, especially with men, well, with that's more than with hemorrhoids when it's menstruation, especially men, they just go like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> no. Really? Go back to abortion jokes. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think even some women are like, oh, like, like they're uncomfortable because um, their body is being ex- like talked about explicitly in front of men as well. It's like you're including me in this, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is sad. Last night I... Um, I did a show. Uh, the thing I brought up. Ah, yeah, I've got a, I've got this joke, this bit about um, in the first lockdown. Well, I stopped removing my body hair for a year, mm. and so I've got this joke. But it's like it's yeah, um, about what happened and what I learned, and just the sentence last night. It's the first time I've had this reaction, and this was for a show called Adults Only Comedy Special, and like nasty, dirty. All these words are in the description mm. of the event. And I um, just said the the starting like setup for the whole thing of like at the start of the first lockdown, I stopped removing my body hair and silence. <laughs> and one guy that says, "Ew," <laughs> I was like, "Oh, progressive Berlin, hey?" <laughs> never have I had that reaction yeah. for that. Like, I usually there's usually like a couple of sad cheers of women being like, "Well done for you know," yeah. like questioning things sometimes they get like a whole room that's like like clapping or whatever um but like absolute silence and one guy (laughs) going ew (laughs) the representative of the audience (laughs) stating the general mood totally i was quite shocked i was really shocked so how much hemorrhoid material do you have (laughs) (laughs) not a lot yet not a lot 
I do it. It's actually because I sometimes see the audience go like, Ooh. I think mm. I want to have more hemorrhoids material. But I don't have a lot of hemorrhoids experience, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, going to figure out how to get them so I get some more inspiration. Yeah, they but make... Tend, they tend to be on people who are, um, yeah, really repressing stress. Yeah, well, that, that's actually what the bit's about. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's actually a disclaimer on a religion bit that I'm, I'm working on. Uh-huh. And I said before I had to go, yeah, don't clench your asshole too much. <laughs> I know what it is. I start talking about religion and all your assholes go like, Arr! and then I pull that into the, you might get hemorrhoids and, you know, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. But and it's... Then- uh, uh, you have God's tears of blood from your <laughs> anus streaming that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, if I add that, they'll definitely lose all of them. That's, that's disgust. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun to push those disgusting things though sometimes. Uh, uh, oh, oh, just popped to my... No, the, yeah. uh, back, back to menstruation. Ah, yes, my yes, favorite, yes. favorite topic. Mm. More than hemorrhoids, actually. No. Uh, <laughs> I like... Uh, when she, did comedy in Nepal for a while. And we have a few nice female comedians uh, there. Mm-hmm. And I was always very proud. They also started talking about that on stage. But the taboo on menstruation in, in Nepal is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like culturally, they're still, it's officially not allowed, but in the countryside, the tradition that they have the menstrual huts. They have the menstrual huts there yeah. still. Okay, because I uh, saw the, the Amy Shriver made a documentary about... Um, this uh, small organization making uh, sanitary pads, menstrual pads, um, and and because they didn't have, they like they had these terrible, terrible sanitary products in India, and they still have the menstrual huts. So it's the same in Nepal. I didn't. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're officially not allowed, but yeah, in the rural areas, um, they still send the women. They, they, it still happens. And, or they send themselves. Yeah. And uh, almost every winter, also somebody dies in there because it's. Uh, uh, because it's winter, it's cold. They make a little fire in the hut, and then they they, then they, they suffocate, or that burns, or they, they they get bit by something poisonous. Uh, was two years ago, three years ago, it was even like uh, there was a big news article because it's officially not allowed. But the daughter of the police chief of the area died in a menstrua- menstrual oh, hut. Whoa. But it's also in the more modern, more liberal in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still. So the, the, that ritual is called chapaudi. Mm-hmm. And chapaudi is still a thing that, not that women need to go to the menstrual hut, but they're not allowed to touch food, not allowed to be in the kitchen, that kind of stuff. When they're menstruating, they're yeah. not allowed to touch food yeah. or be in the kitchen. It's, uh, I know some friends that abuse that rule in their, you know, mm-hmm. in their advantage, but still it's weird how that, yeah. is, that is still very socially, ex- like the menstrual huts in the city, everybody knows like, yeah, that's a shameful tradition, but the... Mm-hmm. Just the whole common thing, like, yeah, you're not allowed to touch food or be in the kitchen. That's widely accepted. And that's like, just to clarify, that's because there's a, a, a total association with um, like not being clean. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, just a lot. Like, I understand. I understand the old cultures and stuff like that. But it's just mm. like, how can you think that this natural process is unclean like and then like that's the process that allows life you know it's like it's it's just so crazy to yeah yeah it's it's 
like it's literally been forever like there like it's normal it's yeah. we've noticed it's it's, it's, it's it thanks to that that we can have ch- like it's it's this that's this whole thing it's like <laughs> yes. it's like the clouds and like the dark clouds and then the rain and the thunder and then the sunshine it's like it's the yeah, same yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we know we know what it's for now like maybe a few thousand years ago okay of course we had no idea why yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I, 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 and then there's the whole thing of like mm, how much of this um um, yeah, it was just uh, yeah the patri- like oh, people yeah, using yeah, yeah. it to keep women um, yeah not in positions of productivity or, or, or labor or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's it's a mm. large patriarchal influence for sure. Yeah, it's a. Uh, mm. So so Nepal, why did you want to live there? It's such a random like I'm not saying that people shouldn't live there. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great country. I like but what because you were there for how long? Yeah, uh, three years or three, so. Three okay. I thought it was a bit longer. Okay, three years. And would you have stayed had there not been a pandemic? Um a little while longer. Actually we were kind of like had the idea we're kind of done with this adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh so we were actually considering like uh last winter to move out mm-hmm. uh and to start something new so that it got pushed forward about uh, seven months okay eight okay. months um but yeah kind of randomly uh we were before that we were living in indonesia mm-hmm. which was also random we were just on there on a holiday got offered a job and said okay okay <laughs> called to the netherlands i still had a job in the netherlands and said yeah i'm not coming back <laughs> nice one <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a nice phone call to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't like that job. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, nothing better than getting rid of jobs that you don't like. But we uh, and then finished it. it. Was like a temporary job, more of an assignment in Indonesia, and finished mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And my missus, she's been to uh, to Nepal before. Mm-hmm. Did some voluntary work there. She really loved it, and she thought, let's have a look in Nepal for a few weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And within those few weeks, she got a job there, and then was like, well, okay, we stay here. Okay. So it wasn't a big plan or whatever. It okay. just like ended but up there. What were the What are the good things? Uh, the people, yeah. mainly the people. Right. You know, apart from the whole mental thing. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're they're super friendly, yeah. and in the city, of course, the 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 they're pretty modern uh, and yeah. progressive, getting progressive in their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the people you tend to hang around with, because the people that speak English are a bit higher educated. Of course. Uh, and tend to be more progressive yeah. uh, but they're, they're super friendly welcoming mm-hmm. uh, food is nice I mean the Himalayas are majestic that's yeah. just just amazing uh, need to get there at some point it's you should you yeah, should. should it's just like I had days just that I needed to go to another village and I'm driving on a motorbike mm-hmm. and I see like the mountains on the on the on the right and I'm following a r- river on the left I'm like fuck I'm so lucky to be here mm-hmm. um, so. Ah, travel. <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, I need to do it. Ah. <laughs> I yeah, 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 yeah. The other my other excuses are like, ah, I just got an apartment finally by myself, and blah blah blah. I need to organize that, and da, 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 da. but travel will come. I want to go to Ukraine soon. I want to go to Ukraine soon. That's my. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was actually talking to a Ukrainian comedian uh, that's here uh, yesterday about. Maybe on the way to Mongolia, make a detour to the UK and try to do some shows there. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how much of an English, like, I don't know. Like, I guess there would be English speakers there, but. Kiev has a bit of a scene. A bit of a scene. Yeah, yeah right? there are two, two groups running mics and shows. Oh, cool. 
Cool. Uh, like, but there's like one thing a week or so, maybe two mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. a week. There's something, and they're definitely expats. I yeah. mean, we like just with with Victor in weird Romanian cities. Yeah. Well, weird. That's not a nice thing to say. But, <laughs> well, actually, some obscure. of them were weird, obscure, like. Yeah. Smaller Romanian cities, we managed to fill up rooms as well. There are expats everywhere, yeah. international students, like the student towns in, in, in other countries usually also have a big English crowd. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's space Ukraine. for comedy everywhere. There <laughs> is, there is. Okay, Ukraine, good. Because it looks like, um, I'm seeing photos and it looks like uh, looks like Berlin in the 90s. Like there's all yeah. this like dilapidated buildings and crazy spaces where exhibitions are happening and um yeah looks like it looks free obviously there's like still you know some old school culture or Mm. maybe it's not that yeah like there's probably still mainstream conservative yeah but there's a lot of flourishing stuff as well like uh and that's nice to see was in romania as well like surprised in how hip these cities how they're hip Hip, the people in the cities were. Mm. I felt like such a bum, just like in my <laughs> dirty black T-shirt and all these super hip people in the audience with uh, man buns and whatever. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is Romanian. I look like that. I look like the image of the Romanian, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, we... Yeah, it's so interesting. The uh, Romania is also... I need to go to Romania as well. I just keep making... Oh, definitely. Yeah. I really... Uh, I driven to it before, mm-hmm. but coming back now, it's be, some of these places become so nice. Yeah, uh, especially the northwest, Trans- the Transylvania mm-hmm. uh, area. Mm-hmm. Like the nature is is gorgeous. The cities are absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I like they reminded me of like Prague, mm-hmm. but nicer. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Prague is pretty, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't say it, like it's there's uh, there's a bit of like a it's like a. I want to go there and I want to do comedy, so I think it's a great city. Um, <laughs> I think it's a great city. <laughs> it's sort of like this, like uh, undertone of like dark, like depressive. I don't yeah. know. There's something, and that's the the uh, some of the cities in 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 Romania, at least in the center, for me, did not have that undertone. Mm. They were just like nice and pretty, mm. uh, with uh, good food, mm-hmm. amazing craft beer. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I really recommend Romania. All right, Romania, <laughs> Ukraine. I'm gonna do an Eastern Bloc uh, tour, or like at least do a couple of weekends. Like I don't need to block out time that much. Let's do that. All right, um, we'll wrap it up in a second. Are there any? Is there anything on in any topic of adults only stuff that you would like to talk about or? Oh. God, Anything. I should have given this a thought. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. Like, there's no... <laughs> it's chill. <laughs> uh, any topic suggestions? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, if there was anything on your mind, otherwise we can um, we can wrap it up. I... Oh, yeah. We didn't we didn't quite finish the, 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 the children thing of, like, you... Uh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. didn't finish that. We That's an finish. adult topic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was saying... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Do you do you want to have babies? And you said <laughs> <laughs> a very clear, distinct no. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was so reassuring. Your no, I was like, oh my god, you really know. That's it's it's for a long time. Uh, like mainly, I've always said no as a kid. Well, you know, from my eighteens onward, like yeah, I don't, don't never. I don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. But I always said never say never yeah. because I also know like. My mom also used to say that she didn't want kids. And apparently 
she at least i hope she changed her mind <laughs> and that's why i exist um right unfortunately my dad was still persistent after i was born to occasionally remind me that he never wanted kids my father as well ah, nice. yeah ah, dads. Ah, dads right amazing amazing which is part of the reason why i'm like uh well encouraging vasectomies on all men that say they don't want kids and then on top of that uh why like the, that's the biggest issue with me wanting kids it's just like i will only uh allow a child in me from a man who wants to be a dad like yeah. wants actively wants absolutely no like mm, yeah yeah i think that's a good mindset yeah uh. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not creating any more resent like uh yeah absent resentful fathers yeah no yeah thanks no thanks it's, uh but um yeah so i was always pretty uh, well uh, convinced that i didn't want kids mm-hmm. um a few years back, uh, well, I already told you this, but <laughs> you're yeah, basically yeah. just going to repeat. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the missus and me looked at each other like, yeah, we need to have the talk at some point. Yeah. Uh, because she's in her late 30s and that you need to make a decision. You do. Uh, and she she always said like, she hadn't like a clear thought on it. Like mm-hmm. she was, she d- that never had a clear, I want to be a mom mission, mm-hmm. but she also never had a, I definitely don't. Yeah. Uh, so we just said, yeah, we need to have a talk about this. And then, you know, not actually have to talk, which is the good thing you do in a relationship. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Yes. And then both, you both of you don't want to have the conversation <laughs> and just like p- postpone it. Like this. Uh, that is not my style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's clearly not yours. Yeah, that's that's uh, we both like to avoid uh, conflict and mm-hmm. things uh, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's uh, but uh Actually, two weeks after we said that, we're living in Nepal, friends of mine came over with their two kids. Mm-hmm. Adorable kids, I have to say. <laughs> uh, they are, they're actually like they're good kids. They're not crying, screaming. They're, mm-hmm. you know, well-trained, mm-hmm. uh, well-trained. domesticated. Yeah. Good dogs, <laughs> good, good dogs. dogs. <laughs> yeah, give them a cookie, they're quiet, it's fine. Um, but we, after that, even while they were there, we just looked at each other and we both knew, didn't even need to say it, like, no. We don't want kids. We yeah. saw kids in our life, and especially when you're living in Nepal, where everything is a bit chaos, yeah. it gets so complicated. Yeah, they could get nothing done on a day. Yeah, uh, yeah. How old were the kids again? I think they were like then two and four or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. and you know we like to do weird stuff. We like driving to Mongolia with kids is gonna be Dude. probably not a good idea. Terrible. <laughs> yeah painful yeah oh my god like yeah my brother has three kids and um and like i've looked after like i work have worked with children now for the last uh, three years looking after kids from age one to like nine and um oh yeah like it, it totally changes your life like totally but then it's really you know there's those first like uh max like three four years that are really challenging and then once they're like functional in, in school but then it's still you got to be like stuck to a place with the school you want to give them some continuity yeah it's like it's a lot and i still think i want them but i'm like well one but i'm like i got so much i want to get done before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not sure it's gonna work but if there's like a stay at home like if there's like a dad that can like really take the lead on a lot of things <laughs> And I can just be like fun loving mom, discipline, like disciplinary as well. But I, like, I'm not, sh- I don't know how I'm going to fit everything that I want to get done, done. It's, uh, yeah. 
it's but i do i do get that it's rewarding having mm. like it's it's uh and so, i yes. i when like close friends of mine get kids and whatever and they're born mm. and i see them with the uh like how happy they are and yeah. sparkling i get emotional as well because i'm a softie but yeah. i'm also happy it's not me <laughs> like, yeah it's, <laughs> right it's like then you can say goodbye and go home to your quiet house <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah all right do you want to plug some stuff uh well for berlin i don't have a lot to uh to plug uh, i'm gonna soon start up the my my uh, monkey sandwich podcast That's again mm-hmm. uh where we have uh, comedians telling their weirdest but true story mm-hmm. and i'm starting to tour with my solo dude where's my karma <laughs> uh, i'm so happy with the title <laughs> so uh, doesn't seem to work so so well for ticket sales so far but i'm sticking to it stick to it <laughs> stick to it uh which i'm probably gonna do in berlin at some point as well but great lord knows when <laughs> great all right and it's uh fedocomedy.com yes amazing all right cool it has been such a pleasure thank you for being here amazing we're, to be here we're doing a show we've recorded recorded at the wall comedy club um on uh grunberger strasse in friedrichshain so uh we've got a show here now so i uh, will wrap this up that's been adults only comedy berlin thank you and see you next time bye bye